Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Tonight we bring you highlights of what was an amazing experience at the Accra International Conference Center last Saturday. If you experience the convocation with all the exciting activations live at the conference center or followed it on the various media platforms, please do me a favor, call in and share your experience when we open the phone lines later in the program. Or you can post your thoughts on social media. Just post them on my Facebook wall or post them at facebook.com forward slash legacy dot legacy. When I open the phone lines and you share your thoughts, you could also win yourself a copy of the CD compilation of yesterday's messages shared at Springboard 2014. Later in the program, I'll bring you the keynote address shared by Pastor Mensah Otabel at the conference on Saturday. Have you ever made a resolution and found yourself breaking it after a few days? Are you at a loss about why it is so difficult to make some changes and to keep them in your life in my 10 commandments segment i bring you 10 keys to sustainable change 10 keys to sustainable change change that is sustainable 10 keys 10 ways to ensure that you can change something and sustain that change and that's going to be very helpful for many of you who hear a message or make a decision and find yourself sometimes going back on the promises that you make yourself let's start with our scripture for today and not surprisingly it's about repositioning and as usual, we're going to have our contest about location of the verse. And today, the place where you are supposed to post it is on my Facebook wall. And so go there and post where you can find the scripture. Here we go. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. If you were at any of the programs that Pastor Otabel spoke at this weekend, you realize that the discussion was about being serious. And so you will find this scripture in the Bible somewhere in the New Testament. If you know where it is, post it on my Facebook wall. And guess what? The very first person to post it on the wall gets to win a copy of yesterday or Saturday's CD compilation. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar committed to equipping a new generation of African leaders and executives using the medium of human capital development. My name is Albert Okran and I'm supported on the broadcast by my virtual academic board comprising Comfort, Ignatius and Matthew. This broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy Enjoy 99.7 FM proudly sponsored by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. EcoBank would like to remind you of their toll-free number on the short code 3225. This short code is absolutely free, easy to remember, and available 24-7. Call EcoBank on the new short code 3225 for free from your MTN, Airtel, or Vodafone line today. EcoBank is the Pan-African bank. We'll take a brief break and bring you a message from EcoBank, and when we finish... I'm going to bring you Dr. Minister Table speaking about repositioning, after which we will share our Ten Commandments 
about sustainable change in your life. This is Springboard, your virtual university right here on Joy 99.7 FM. And so the convocation, that program we spoke about for months on end, came off at the Accra International Conference Center on Saturday from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. Speakers, the main speakers for entrepreneurship, Albert Osei, CEO of Coco King. Ace Ankuma, the managing partner of Bensi Angel Lecha and Ankuma, spoke about career repositioning. I got the privilege of speaking about repositioning through investment. The keynote speaker was Dr. Mensa Otabel. In between, we had breakout sessions with Dr. Isi Ansa on careers, and then Albert Osei and Maureen Odwe on, on entrepreneurship. We also had a Pension planning or retirement planning session with George Addison, CEO of Star Life Assurance, and these were the breakout sessions on career and then on on investment. We also had two other sessions on investment by Peter Eliasso, CEO of All Time Capital, and then one by Omega Capital. So there were several breakout sessions that each one had the opportunity to choose from, and these were all very seriously oversubscribed. Now, in terms of activations, our sponsors put together what must probably be their biggest show at Springboard ever. And somebody commented about how this year's Springboard activations had gone to a whole new level. The grand prize winner in the wow moments had a Samsung Galaxy S- S2 from MTN with loads of airtime to go with it. He had a decoder from Go TV with a month free subscription and several packs or, or several cartons of Fandango from Fan Milk, as well as other packages from our sponsors. And right there and then, the investment companies and the CEOs they put together two thousand Ghana cities for the person to start an investment account. It was a very exciting young man who went smiling all the way home, and I'm sure he still hasn't recovered from the experience of being a springboard, getting knowledge, getting inspiration, and getting so many gifts from our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors for making it so very special. Yesterday we had internship opportunities given out by five companies. They came from Star Life Assurance, they came from Metso Minerals, PZ Cousins and two others all-time capital also kicked in and provided sponsorships as well as Star Assurance and all these companies provided instant internships for people. And Springboard Train continues this Saturday at the Volta Regional Capital of Ho. And next week, Wednesday the 12th, it shall be in Takrade in the Western Region. And the grand finale will be at Cape Coast on the 15th of March. That is next week, Saturday. Interestingly, the scholarship we announced a few weeks ago on this show was the first scholarship was won by, by Francis Kaweri. Francis had four A's four A1s and four A's and was still in Avungo praying to God for, for hope and for direction about how to how to fund his tertiary education and just by writing a 500 page essay he won a 20,000 scholarship to attend the GS Adult Business School at 20,000 Ghana City scholarship to attend the GS Adult Business School at Marshalls University and he has opted to read accounting and tuition is fully paid for the four year period that he will be reading this course and so Francis was there he came, he, he, drove, he came all the way down to receive his prize and everybody was excited for him. Now the keynote address was delivered by Pastor Mens Altabel who shared a very robust message that caused people to 
to rise up and to to believe that it could be done. My attention has been drawn to the fact that I said 500 word, a 500 page. Sorry, it was a 500 word. That's about one page and a half. That's that's more like it. Okay, so. The message by Dr. Otabel shared at the convocation stirred up so many of us to believe that it was possible to rise to the very top of our fields and to make a serious commitment to bringing about sustainable change as individuals, as companies, and as a nation. I'm going to play back that message to you. And when I come back, let's talk. What do you learn from this message? And what are the 10 keys to sustainable change? So that after hearing a message, you wouldn't say, great. I want to change and then go back and do the same thing again. Please don't go away. I bring you Dr. Mr. Altadol speaking of repositioning at the Grand Convocation at the Accra International Conference Center. This is Springboard, your virtual university. You are tuning to your super hits radio, Joy 99.7. Stay with us. I think one of the things that every rational human being would do is after a certain time you will look at your life and even if you can't look at your life because you are not too old uh, you will look at people ahead of you and you would wonder why are things the way they are and for every African every Ghanaian every black person at a certain point all of us ask ourselves why are we where we are? What is it about us that makes it so difficult for us to solve the basic problems in our environment? What is it about us that makes it so difficult for us to move our nations and our lives forward? Um, each one of us deals with that question. If you're a black person, um, if you just look at the story of black people in the last 500 years, I'm not talking about the before 500 years. We had a glorious past. Uh, but then if you track the story of black people in the last 500 years, uh, it began from Africa. And then we dispersed. Some went to the so-called New World in the Caribbean region and in South America, places like Brazil, Trinidad, Jamaica, Suriname, and so on. And then some went to North America, to the United States, some were in Europe, particularly in Great Britain, and then some here and uh, a few sprinkles in other parts of the continent. But the story from the last 500 years has been very depressing, that wherever black people find themselves, they are at the lowest level of the social ladder. It's not something to be proud of. If you go to Brazil, we are the lowest. If you go to America, although we have a black man in the White House, generally speaking, the poorest, the least accomplished are black people. If you go to the UK, the same story. Uh, if you go to the Caribbean, where we are a majority in most instances, uh, similar. And when you come to the mother continent, 
it's worse. So, when, when you observe this narrative of a people who have moved all over the world, but somehow managed to only stay at the bottom, whichever world they have operated in, they, they managed to stay at the bottom. And, and when you engage that reality and you think about it, um, then you may have the extreme view of people saying, there is something wrong with our brain. And then there will be another extreme view that says, there is something spiritually wrong. We've been cursed. And, and, and I, I understand the perplexity that makes people draw those conclusions. Because when you have people who for 500 years don't seem to be able to shift their lives, granting that in a lot of the 500 years we were under slavery and colonialism and so on, but, you know, we got free at a certain point. But after we got free, we just don't seem to know how to solve our problems. Unfortunately for us, we, we give birth to a lot of children too. So in the midst of this environment where we don't just seem to know what to do, we are producing a lot of children who are coming into this world where people don't seem to know what to do. So then you look at yourself, young people, some of you in your 20s and 30s, and you wonder, is there hope for us? Can, can this change? Can the story of Africa change 10 years from now, 20 years from now? When we think the story is changing, we will do something dramatically unintelligent. And uh, all of a sudden, every effort we have made to go forward is reversed and we come back to square one. When you think Africans have fixed their problem, they will be very creative at messing up. Even when there is no opportunity to mess up, we somehow create opportunities to mess up. So in the midst of abundance of the greatest wealth that any continent can have in terms of natural resources, we still are where we are. So, are we cursed? I don't think so. I don't think so. Is there something wrong with our brains? I don't think so. Because when you observe us, there are sparkles of brilliance. Of a few here, a few there. At least one of us who started from Kenya managed to be president of the United States. So there, there is a sparkle of brilliance, but it is not a ray of hope. It's just one here, one there, a little here, a little there. In the, and, and the background is just darkness. So, when we say repositioning, Within this context, what should we be thinking about? What should we be talking about? What should we reposition? Um, 
If you stand in a place and you're trying to reach an object and you stretch your hand and you can't reach that object and you keep stretching your hand from that same place and you can't reach the object common sense should tell you change your position don't you think so common sense I mean you don't need a degree I'm sure that you know excuse me to say even a monkey who is trying to reach a banana and trying to reach a banana and trying to reach a banana and can't get it at some point would, would change position because where you are you can't get where what you want so in order not to make us feel like what I just described about a monkey uh, we, we have to change the position but for you to change a position you have to reassess you have to be aware of where you are you have to be aware of what has brought you where you are the reason why changing position is so difficult is because when you have been born into a certain position or state that state becomes your normal so even if it is wrong it's your normal and and so you stay there and you don't move so God has given us human beings the ability to be self-aware that means that we can look at ourselves from outside ourselves you can observe yourself you can look at yourself and you can talk to yourself so we have to start looking at ourselves what are we doing wrong what are we doing wrong now the wrong we in in us would normally not be that we are in a wrong country or that um, our bodies are shaped wrongly but invariably you come to find out that what is wrong is the way you think is the way you look at life is where you stand to look at life recently I just read an article and I think it's out there it's in the papers and it's on online that the Abogloshi area is the most toxic space on earth and that's not funny because my church is close by But that's not funny because every day I see people burning toxic waste and the toxic waste is driven from the Atlantic Ocean and goes straight into people's houses at Adabraka, at Asalamdao, at Osu, at Kanda, at Ringway. Daily materials that have been certified as dangerous to humans come through our ports end up in this place at Abogloshi and are disseminated into our homes every day every day 
every day. Now you ask yourself, why do we allow that to happen? And the reason I am concerned about that is that when we moved our church to this area, there was nothing like that happening. And for 15 years, we hired architects, planners, drew plans, we supplied information to the government, to the agencies responsible to say, let us grass this whole area, grass it, green it, a, a green park of 40 acres of land, just green it, plant trees, put chairs under the trees. And anytime government decides it wants to use this land for something, it can use it. But don't leave it naked. And in spite of our best efforts, we never got approval to green that land. Now it is killing people. So, is it that we don't know wrong when we see it? We do. But part of the problem is that when I started talking about this issue right now you saw the reaction here we started laughing keep the frequency clear 99.7 this is not laughing matter but we laughed somehow serious things are a joke to us and you may say well you know that's the way we survive but that way we survive is what is killing us So when I talk about repositioning, I'm not just talking about having a nice brand and changing the logo of your company and, and all of that. Those are great. But if you are being polluted every day and toxic waste is being filtered into your homes, not even filtered, is being pumped into your homes unfiltered, you have the most toxic site on the planet Earth, worse than Chernobyl. And the wind is sending the wind there into our, the, the fumes into your homes at East Legon, at Osu, at uh, Ringway, at Adabraka, at, at Asylum Down. And nobody can sit up to say, what are we doing to ourselves? In a nation where people cannot take charge of their destinies. And turn their future in a different direction. There must be something wrong about the people and how they see life and how they see their own role in life. There has to be a change. And for those of you who are young people, when you look up to us you have to question us why we've allowed that to happen you have to question the leaders of your country you have to question your politicians why they allowed that to happen and you have to think and you have to stop allowing yourself to make serious things appear funny 
because it looks like one of the ways to satisfy us is to just give us something to entertain ourselves with. And we will entertain ourselves with it for, for life. One district chief executive makes a comment which we should be angry with but it has become a national joke and we just carry on and on and on and on and I'm wondering what is wrong with us can't we for once be serious and face life and stop joking we polluted ourselves we have issues we can't solve we have problems we can't solve we are overwhelmed all over around us and yet we have a lot of time to joke and to laugh and to act as if this is the most normal environment to live in. So my challenge to the young people here, you have to take life seriously. Especially when you are an African. If you are an American, you can decide to joke. If you are Chinese, you can joke a bit. If you are Brit British, you shouldn't be joking because <laughs> their kingdom is coming to an end. If you are European, this is a bad time for you. If you are Chinese, Indian, Asian, this is a good time for you. If you are an African, you should be frowning. I, I would wish that we will have a month of seriousness where we say, nobody is laughing. This month, nobody is laughing. Let's start talking about the issues we face and let's not trivialize them. And let's put pressure on ourselves to change. At the dawn of the new millennium, this millennium we are in, it was everybody was predicting this is going to be Africa's millennium Africa rising was a theme Africa rising and for a moment we thought we were now everybody's given up on us once more we have contrived to sabotage ourselves and it's a cyclical narrative for us in Ghana, we are proud of what we have, our history of independence. We can be proud of things that happened 50, 70 years ago when we got independence. And we can be proud of that and we have a right to be proud of that. But I don't think this is the Ghana that the people of 1957 were envisaging. The Ghana of 1957 worked better than the, than the Ghana of 2014. 
it worked better. At least we knew how to deal with sanitation in 1957. We didn't have toxic waste dumped on us in 1957. We knew how to clean our compounds. We need how to wash our compounds. There were sanitary inspectors who made sure that things were right. But we don't have them any longer. When I was growing up, as a young boy, I didn't see people urinating in the, by the roadside. It didn't happen. But it's common. And we see it all the time. And we allow it to go on. So for me, when we talk about repositioning, I'm talking about shifting from haphazard, unplanned, unserious life to purposeful, serious, deliberate, determined life. That is what we want to see. We want to see a purposeful citizenry, a nation whose citizens are purposeful, are serious, are dealing with the weighty matters confronting us and can courageously create a better life for themselves. Because we must change the African story. We must change it. Africa must not become the burden of the world. We must change the story. We must change the picture. When an African works or walks in any part of the world, he should be respected. When we enter other people's countries with our passports, we should not be asked cheeky, silly questions. Our passport should not make us objects of ridicule. Our skin color should not be devalued. Neither should we be devalued because we come from devalued societies. We must change that story. And that's the challenge I want to give everyone here. You are a part of this. We must change the story. We must be serious. We must face the things that confront us. We must solve the problems. We must solve that toxic waste problem. We must solve it. Because years from now, those people who are breathing in all that toxicity, it's not just going to come out as carbon dioxide through their nose. It's going to stay in their bloodstream. It's going to affect them and their children. There's going to be deformities with children being born. People are going to have all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. We already have health challenges. Why should we complicate it? And by the way, how can that thing bypass our port authorities and land in Ghana? 
the young people here, 20 years from now, you'll be the parliamentarians, presidents, vice, cabinet ministers. Would you be different? Would you be different? Difference doesn't come by just saying, I will be different. You have to think differently, apply yourself differently, do things differently. When you have responsibility, would you be different, young men and women? If you have opportunity now, 10 years from now, you are in a position of influence, would you be different? And I pray for you and I pray for this country that God will raise up a generation of passionate, purposeful citizens. And you are those citizens. That's what Springboard is trying to inculcate. That's why I'm here. So the things we fail to do, you would not fail in doing. That's why Albert and Comfort and Ace and Kuma and Yoni and all the team are here talking and training because they want it better. And I believe we will get it better. But I don't want you to leave here happy. I want everybody to leave here very sad and very burdened. And I want you to leave here and go home and think. And I want you to leave here and go home and say, I'm going to be different for myself, for my country. I hope something has started stirring inside you and I hope that it will never die. The stirring will continue and that you will become a provider of solution to Ghana. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord give you courage to make a difference in your time. God bless you. A very somber Dr. Otabel challenging the young people of this nation, the young people of this continent to rise up beyond where this generation has been. He deemed that it's time to get serious. I'm going to go for a brief musical break, play the song I Believe by Fantasia Barino when I come back. Let's talk. This is Springboard, your virtual university. Did you learn something? Are you challenged? Are you ready to take up the mantle? This is Springboard, your virtual university. And I'm going to open the, open the phone lines very shortly for you to tell me one key lesson you picked from the highly inspirational, thought-provoking message by Dr. Mensah-Otabel. But before that, let me just drop you 10 commandments or 10 steps to sustainable change. I want you to dedicate this one to anyone who is trying to lose weight, anyone who is trying to break a habit, anyone who has heard a message and told yourself, this is it, and found yourself going back to the things that you said you will not do again. Or finally, to anyone who has 
consistently set out some New Year resolutions and ha- somehow found yourself going back on them. So, 10 steps to ensure that you can have a sustainable change process. Number one, location. Fully admit where you are. If you are overweight, if you are indebted, if you are addicted, please don't pretend that all is well. Start by admitting where you are. So the first one is location, or you may want to call it admission. Location or admission. Fully admit where you are. Number two, measurement. Determine the extent of the problem. How bad is it? How much do you owe? What is your current weight? Are you very deep in debt? Measure exactly where you are so you can dig yourself out of the pit. Number three, take responsibility. Take responsibility. You are where you are because of the choices you made in the past. Stop looking around you and look at yourself and what choices you made in the past. Closely related to number three is number four. Stop the blame game and stop giving excuses. Stop giving excuses. Anything you can explain away, anything you can excuse, you will find yourself doing it again. So stop giving excuses for where you are. Number five, causes. Identify the the causes, the patterns of behavior that got you into trouble. What are the things that normally get you into that kind of situation? What are the things you eat? What are the things you do that lead to that kind of situation? Identify the patterns of behavior that get you into trouble. Number six, set a target a desired target or destination. Identify a desired target. So if you want to lose 10 kilos by a certain time, that is a clear target or a destination you want to arrive at. at. And that becomes the the, the platform, the, the goal, the dream, the push. And that target is very often the motivation for you to keep going when you evolve your program. So number six, identify the target or the destination. Number seven, identify a roadmap, a vehicle. So if you want to lose 10 kilos, what do you do? Is it weight? Is it, is it um, changing your diet? Is it, is it signing up to a gym? What do you do to what vehicle, what roadmap? If you want to invest, what vehicle are you using to achieve that intended target. So a roadmap or a vehicle is very important. Number eight, an action plan. When do you start? How much do you do a day? What steps do you put in place? Action plan. Action planning is breaking down those decisions into little bits of things that you will do every single day to ensure that you get there. Number nine, the reinforcing behaviors or support systems. And so if you look back at what got you into trouble and you know that there are things that will get you back into those positions, you may have to delete some phone numbers. You may have to disengage from some friendships. You may have to stop attending some kinds of events. You may have to stop watching some programs. You may have to put in mechanisms that would reinforce your decision to break that habit. If you sit down and start looking at the food and you you eat it again, you know that, well, you can't blame anyone. So (laughs) put in place reinforcing mechanisms to ensure that you can uphold the change. And then lastly, but not the least, put in place a measuring and evaluation process. Put in place a process of evaluation. 
evaluation simply means looking back every month looking back every week to see how much progress you have made evolve a mechanism that helps you look back and see how much progress you have made whether it is reading that you want to read writing you want to start doing or a relationship you want to grow whatever it is when you put in place these 10 simple steps you are better equipped to make a change than if you just announce that you are changing something so number one is admission or location fully admit where you are number two measurement number three take responsibility number four stop giving excuses and blaming others number five identify the causes number six set a target or a clear destination number seven a roadmap or a vehicle number eight an action plan number nine reinforcing behaviors or support systems and number ten an evaluation mechanism i hope these these ten tips are useful for you as you set yourself on the road to success before i open the phone lines i have a message from jerry k asari who is studying in japan and listening to springboard he says having participated in springboard for the past few years today i find myself studying in japan springboard thanks for stirring me up if you call me advice may god bless pastor main saltable i wish our leaders will listen to this message and wake up and face the realities the phone number again to call zero three zero two two one six five four one call into the show tell me have you learned something from dr otabel and which of the mechanisms the steps to sustainable change is really really connecting to you today if you can tell me these two you win yourself the first five of you or maybe four one is gone because one is going to lawrence also asari who was the first to provide me with first corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 on facebook when i was a child i thought as a child and when i grew up i put away childish things lawrence also asari you want to solve a copy of the compilation of messages by dr table myself Albert Osei and Ace and Kuma. These are the four messages on the tape. I have four more to give away for the first four callers who are able to tell me something to learn from Dr. Otable as well as one of the ten steps to sustainable change. Hello, good evening. Hi, good evening. My name is Richard. I'm calling from Teshi, Tavidiana. Richard from Teshi. What's your surname, Richard? Uh, my surname is Lai. Richard Lai. Richard, tell me, did you learn something from Dr. Otable? I do, I did. What I did. one thing is really, really connecting to you this evening? The toxic, the toxic, the toxic. All right, the pollution of the environment. I'm telling you, it's a problem. It just says something, and then the mindset. Right. And then also how. No, you don't don't say also that somebody can guess. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Richard, I see you are very fired up this evening. Tell me which of the ten keys or steps to sustainable change um, connected to you this evening. In fact, honestly. To say um, what I've just heard from you is about the mindset. Right. The mindset is the key point of all our life. Right. I gave the you mind- ten points. You, you haven't given me any of them, but I still will give you the tip just so you can listen to it and next time be able to give me a point. So Richard Life from Tashi, you win yourself the first um, t- first CD. Hello, good evening. Hello. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Your name, who are you calling from, please? My name is Dave Bright. I'm calling from Carnation. I'm calling from Carnation. The name again? My name is Dave Bright. Bright. Yes, sir. Bright Day. Yes, sir. All right, Bright. Tell me, what what did you learn from Doctor Table's message? I learned a lot from Doctor Mason Table's speech tonight. You know, I always listen to Joyce. Very, 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 very well. And what he said 
security because 28% of our population is not thinking at all. I don't want to use the other word. 28% of our population in this country are, are not thinking at all. That is why we are where we are today. You know, so what you said is right on the point. But right. I don't the, think that, give me, don't give think me one of my 10, my 10 keys and, and, and I'm sure that's you, you think that we should engage a bit more. We should, we should engage the issues a bit more. Okay, so Bright, give me one of my 10 points on how to uh, uh, ensure sustainable change. Come again. Give me one of the 10 points I shared, one of my 10 commandments. Yes, what you just shared some few minutes ago. Yes, give me one of them. To, yes, okay. Uh, if you want to, your resolution, you want to come over your resolution, you must make sure you cut a lot of things out of your line. Right. Reinforcing the mechanism. Okay, okay. I'll give it to you. Bright day. I'll give it to you. All, all right. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Stephen from Ankatim. Stephen, how are you? I'm fine. Right, Stephen. Um, give me one, one, one thing that Doctor Sabo said tonight that connected to you. Well, yesterday I was dead, and um, oh, Stephen, you promised to come and say hello to me. I said hello to you. I was the one who shook your hand when you were descending from the podium. Oh, okay. I, I, you should have told me you were stealing from Magazine. Hey, that was important. Oh. Stephen, come again next time and make sure that I, I get to see you well. Okay. All right. So tell me, um, what, 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 what did he, what did he, what connected you the most? Well, I think that it's important that you know the, the the young men and women of today we hold the key to you know solving the problems of Ghana. Right. And that looking to the future, what difference are we going to make? And the problem I have with young men and women of of our time is that. As they see the generation that's leading, we seem to be marking time as to we also get there and repeat the same thing, even make it worse. Right. Right. Give me one give me one enabler for sustainable change. Uh, hello. Give me one enabler, Stephen. Yes, yesterday I bought one of the No, uh, I, I, I gave you ten commandments. Give me one of them. Position. <laughs> Position. Okay, so locators. So okay, right, right. I have one last, one last CD to give away. One last CD to give away. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Right. Good evening. Right. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Yeah. My the, name is Justice. Your name is Justice. 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 What? Justice Jawawa. Pardon? Jawawa. Justice Jawawa. Is that what's, what's in your ID? Is that is, is that what is on your ID? Yes. Okay, no, Justice Jawawa. All right, Justice, yes. tell me, what did you learn from Dr. Otabel? Oh, Dr. Dr. Otabel uh, is just challenging with the youth. Uh, Amen. Amen. Yes. So, Justice, um, I will give you the last, the last CD. I've run out of time, but I would just like to thank all of you for making this a, a, a wonderful interaction. I want to thank all the CEOs who showed up yesterday. It was just great to have CEOs who were not speaking, just come and sit in. So many of them, I can't acknowledge all of you, but I want to, I want to thank all of you, especially Yoni Kolende, um, Reverend Obami Tete, so many of you who showed up to just support us, Kojo Hinichi of IFS Financial Services, all the CEOs who came and sat in from beginning to end, just giving us the support, as well as all our sponsors. I want to say thank you to all of you who listened tonight. We know you took time to listen because you find this program relevant. We trust that next week we'll bring you something even more exciting as we build up and we learn to build a great nation and a great continent. On behalf of Comfort, Ignatius, and Matthew, 
This has been Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran. And from now till next week, when we come your way once again, believe in your dreams. Believe that you can become all that God wants you to be. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-900. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com Amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. No more searching, searching. The light, the light has come.